When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. I'm Tom Cliff, creator of the world-famous online stand-up bingo, which started out its life at Northampton Town Football Club. Join me every Saturday at 2.15pm on the Cafe Track Facebook page for your chance to be crowned stand-up bingo champion of the world. Every ticket purchase goes towards keeping Cafe Track and Track NN a social enterprise dedicated to helping people to access work experience and hopefully employment. Buy your ticket now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track. Make sure you leave your chosen 15 numbers between 1 and 90 in the comment section and then play along live on the Saturday afternoons before the Cobblers game. So go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track now and get your ticket for the world famous stand up bingo. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. After just one season, the Cobblers are heading back to the basement division after being thoroughly meek and mild against promotion-chasing Blackpool. Neil and Danny will share their opinions, and as for me, well, I didn't like League One anyway. again and he's got it Gavin was closing in oh Gavin has scored Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and Northampton three yeah! Yeah! Northampton yeah! 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 
Yes, hello, I'm Charles and this is It's All Cobblers to Me. It's been a fairly peaceful weekend as we join the rest of the football community in boycotting social media. While it may not be the thing that results in social media companies starting to regulate their users, it is a good first step. Uh, were you glad of the absence of social media in your life over the weekend, Danny? Yes, of course I was, Charles, <laughs> given what happened. Good God. Oh, my Lord. What would have happened if I'd been on Twitter? Um, it was, it was nice actually, to be fair, because I just took all the apps off my phone just because I didn't want to be like accidentally going on it and stuff. So it was quite nice, quite a refreshing thing to have over the weekend and, um, had to just let out my anger another way instead of <laughs> taking out on the poor people of Twitter. I did take a photo of my dinner and wonder where to put it though as well. Um, <laughs> uh, You're like, I don't know what to do with this. I've made, yeah. I've made a photo and it's just, yeah, I, do. I, where does it go? Yeah, exactly. I'll stick all the filters on it. Yeah. Saw a cat video. Didn't know where to put that either. A cat video that you didn't know what to do. Where did you see the cat video if you weren't on social media? At catsrs.com. Right, okay. The the least of the cat's social media yeah. places. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Neil? Were you enjoying the peace and quiet? It was the NFL draft this weekend, Charles, so there was no way I could stay away from social media. So... um yeah, I didn't partake in going silent as such, which some people probably regret that I didn't. But uh, <laughs> how did the Niners do, Neil? The, did did they get anyone? It's it, it's so funny, you know, because the teams will will draft players, and and apart from the first round, maybe the second round. You don't really know who the players are and you don't know much about them. So it's really funny seeing teams draft players and then go, oh, yeah, brilliant. And you're like, you've never heard of him. Like, how do you know that's brilliant? You've got no idea. Um, so I don't really know until until they start playing. But it seems like they did well. Do they not have showreels on? Yeah, they, oh, they have showreels. <laughs> oh, they, Danny, you would be in your element. Oh, I love his showreel. Oh, they're, they're... I thought you said you were never going to believe another showreel ever again, Danny. <laughs> Remember Benny Ashley Seals' showreel? <laughs> I, was listening, I was listening back this week because I'm trying to find some stuff for the Bayos when we do them. And our first episode when we just signed Benny Ashley Seal and how excited I was. I mean, that went well. We <laughs> no. we paid money for him. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Transfer fee. We were so excited. We paid I think a transfer that... fee for it. <laughs> Benny Ashley Seal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've got money to burn <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong we don't know how much that transfer fee was it could have been £5.50 still too much obviously but you know it's the premise I think every time we tend to pay money for a striker he's awful <laughs> well, anytime we ever get a striker they're usually awful Neil. No, but it's you the think, six fields curse do you remember we paid was it £50,000 for Darren Stamp was it <laughs> Oh yeah, we did. He was oh, what a player! Ridiculously awful. We paid money for Tom Youngs. I'd have paid more oh, for a Tom postage Young. stamp or oh, a tree. Oh, a tree. Charles was going for Charles was going for the stamp uh, analogy deal there. I think. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did we pay money for up front? Did Armando uh, come as on a free, or do we, we didn't pay for him? I hope he did. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Get him in. Uh, Martin Smith, he, I mean, technically we always think of him as being a left left midfielder, left winger, but actually he was a striker when he first started playing for us. Yeah, Rico Martin probably well, stuck him up front. We would have yeah. paid for Rico, surely, wouldn't we? When? First oh, time. Yeah. First, time, first time, yeah, yeah, first time. Which actually, 
at that time, I mean, he was ropey, wasn't he? <laughs> he, he, took, he took his time to get yeah. off the mark, didn't he? <laughs> Rico, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I love you. Andy Kirk. <laughs> oh, God. He was the League Two top scorer when we uh, bought him, and then uh, he only scored like another three times. Matt Warburton, did we pay for him? Probably, in some sort of respect, uh, like a tribunal fee. Well, maybe, maybe. I thought he just meant out of respect. <laughs> out of respect. <laughs> Ego stop, Paul. We respect you. Have 50 quid. Uh, no, I think that you're right. Yeah, we would have paid some money for him, but I, I don't think you'd necessarily call it a transfer fee. You think of transfer fees as being like like a, a decent wad of cash, don't you? Whereas I think Matthew Warburton probably came for a couple hundred quid. Billy Waters, we, we paid for. <laughs> Sean Harrod, we must have paid for him. Yeah, Sean Harrod. That was, again, that was another player that was really scoring lots of goals for another team. We buy him and he stops halfway through the season. It's, we, don't have a, graveyard, we don't have a solid history on spending money on strike. Even spending money, actually, really, do we? Uh, Josh Lowe? You Did argue, you say Josh I mean, Lowe was a success or not? I mean, he divided the fan base at the time, didn't he, really? Some people know. hated him, said he was lazy. He was the Sam Hoskins of the early 2000s. He was 100 and, what was he, 165,000, was he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm not sure that was value for money. Where did we sign him? We signed him from Oldham, didn't we? Yeah. Or was it Bristol City? Yeah, I think so. Oh, was it? I've got Oldham in my head. I've got Oldham in my head as well. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, Yes, please do, Neil. It was Oldham Oldham Athletic. (laughs) I just Thanks. typed his name to Google. Who is Josh Loth? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, we could have done with some of that team from the early noughties on Saturday, couldn't Ooh, we? The noughties. It was a very... Yeah, I'd have it... taken some of the teams from the 60s as they are now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang what? on, I know. Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Get them in. Thanks, Neil. Get them all in. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was so, so. Well, I said it in my intro. It was such a meek and mild ending, wasn't it? There was just, I the, the thing that annoyed me, and I don't know how you felt, was that um, the starting lineup wasn't changed from last week's draw at at Gillingham, and yet it wasn't until we'd made subs in that game against Gillingham that we actually kind of came to life and looked a threat. So why is he started with the same team that basically gave away two goals? Oh, on Saturday, as you're talking yeah. about now. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's one of the meekest must-win performances in history, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. That's pathetic, wasn't it? It was pathetic, yeah, So it was, bad. Like, I mean, it, yeah, you can't say they didn't try, because obviously they were trying, and you get it's frowned upon if you suggest they're not trying, but um, they were crap. I, I think it was got, they got it wrong, like the, the club as a whole, you know, I think they just got it wrong in terms of the lineup, in terms of the 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 way that we went about the game, and you know the way that Jonathan Mitchell appeared back in September. Is he the worst <laughs> goalkeeper we've ever had? Oh my gosh! Oh. The only other person that I've seen mentioned is Nathan Abbey. <laughs> when you start comparing someone to Nathan Abbey, you know you're in trouble. Oh, I and think he's worse than Nathan Abbey. Oh, my Lord. It's too so, long ago for me to really remember much about Nathan Abbey. Did, did he get, like, He could kick chipped? it straight. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Did he get chipped against Posh one time in maybe, like, 
an auto get, windscreen shield. No, or he didn't get chipped. He came out and basically, I think he missed the ball. And then that's it. The posh player had a clear run through on goal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that happens. Okay. So you let him off. Yeah. Cause that's just the once, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would, I mean Jonathan few... Mitchell had two, two at least in, in one game on Saturday. Yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? Cause he's like, he's, he pulls off a couple of saves after that or in between those, those two. And you think, oh, I was trying to redeem himself. Fair play to him, but it's just been too much. Uh, the whole season has just been time and again and we've paid the price for for Arnold not being not being fit because I think if he'd have been fit he would have been in a while ago because he's got to be better than Mitchell surely that is an option um you'd hope so wouldn't you I mean I when when Arnold came to the club remember everybody was you know Cornell was the was the man that between the sticks that that half the fan base thought was terrible and half the fan base thought he was good Arnold comes in, and it was that it was that away game at Port Vale. So it was the second game of the season uh, last year, last season. And he comes on, he starts, doesn't he? Having did 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 Cornell play? Was it the Lincoln game, the opening game of the season last year, or is that the year before? No, that would have been the year before under um, under Austin, wasn't it? Who was it? Who was it that we played on the opening game of last season? Um, Bradford, maybe? It doesn't matter anyway, but Cornell started the first game at home at Sixfields and we lost, I think, 1-0. Was it Walsall? Walsall? Oh, yes, that was it, Walsall, yeah. Um, Yeah, we lost 1-0 and then the next week it was Port Vale away and Steve Arnold started in goal and then he got injured, didn't he? He got Mm -hmm. a kick to the shoulder maybe or something when he was basically going down to dive at a, a Port Vale forward's feet and he came off worse. Um, and that was him injured for a good portion of the season. So Cornell was in goal to take the flack again <laughs> from everyone. So we didn't really see much of Arnold and then and, until basically the playoffs, did we, last season? And of course, Cornell starts the first leg that we lose. Arnold comes in for the second leg and the final, both of which we win. And he didn't really have a lot to do, did he, in those games? No. I don't think we ever really saw enough of him to know whether or not he would have been better than well, Mitchell. He would, I think he, he would, would have. have. I can <laughs> guarantee he would have been, Charles. No. You would have been better. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly would back myself to save the first goal. I, I will say that. <laughs> and the How he one. scored from that angle is atrocious. Oh, the, 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 the one that he spilled. The, oh, that, I second, don't even want to think uh, about no. it. I don't but even want to think about it. It wasn't second. even that hard a shot. Like, as in, it wasn't not that powerful. Because I wasn't really watching by that point. I'd given up and I was just more mm-hmm. so just trawling through my phone. And then I, I, think, I think you said, Charles, oh, it's three or whatever. Um, yeah. So then I watched the replay. It wasn't even blasted at him. It no. was, it was <laughs> like toddling along and then, oh, God, he spilled it. Yeah. Yes, that was the second one, wasn't it? I think. Was it the second that, one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the that's second one. I, yeah, I, mean, I think I threw something at that point because I was like, "That's just Tan- tantrum, just, oh, wobbly." Oh, was well, so <laughs> toys yeah. out of the pram. All, all, all of the above, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Isaac, onto the, onto basic, the castle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor Isaac. It was his birthday on Saturday, and he's like, "We've been relegated on his birthday." I think that's probably part of the anger as well because I take some time out to watch the match and. You'll remember oh, that for the rest of your life. I will as well. The cobblers were relegated on your <laughs> son's birthday. That's a couple of th- a couple of big things that have happened, Danny, in your in your life. 
and the cobblers in it. <laughs> yeah, attempted to win it. Kids times three. Well, no, you had your stag do, didn't you, at home when we lost oh, seven yeah, two to Shrewsbury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> now we've had. Now you've had uh, Isaac's birthday. <laughs> we got relegated. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we lost on our wedding day to Oxford. As well. <laughs> oh no! Uh, my best man came up to me like. I don't know because it's a wedding day. You got no idea what's going on. Forget all about everything else. He comes up and says, "Oh, two 0 down." So what, what are you talking about? Oh, cheers, mate. So, oh, two nil. Cheers for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. But Neil, did, Neil, he, you, was, we, he was clearly thinking, "Oh, you're, you look too happy." Dad. I'm going to tell you the couple score is. So I remember at Neil's wedding, we'd won, didn't we? Like me and Charles were watching the highlights again in the in the oh, in yeah. the garden uh, what, what, at Neil's reception. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we won. Yeah, because I remember yeah. someone someone said to me during the day. Yeah. Oh, bloody no. I think the second goal was a summing up of our season. Like, if you could capture our season in one moment, that was it. No, Ugh. no. How I, many times have we said that? It was It was when Alex Jones went through on goal. Oh, again, <laughs> for the second week. Oh, running. my gosh. For the second week, running, oh. yeah. That sums it up. He tripped over his own oh. ankle. Oh. <laughs> he literally didn't even slip. He said, Oglethorpe said on commentary, oh, he slipped. And then when you watched the read, he didn't slip. Oh. He tripped over his bloody ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's one of them. If you don't laugh, you cry, don't you? Uh, you do now. I mean, it's a good job we're not recording this straight after the game because I was fuming. I was literally, just before we came on air with Danny, I was going through the Slack group, uh, Neil. So if you're a Patreon supporter, then we have a Slack channel which you can come and join. And there's lots of different... Uh, is that how it works? It's a Slack group and then lots of channels, Danny. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Is that how it's yeah. the right word terminology? So we've got a match day live channel. So obviously that is for everything that happens on a match day and is basically where we all talk to each other about what's going on with the football. And this is what happened at, <laughs> uh, well, that second goal going in. Um, <laughs> basically, Rich Dewhurst just simply says, well, that's it then. Mike Fuller replies, Mitchell just relegated us. <laughs> and then I put, get him out of my club. <laughs> it's a bit unfair we, on Mike Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Leeds. Um, I then, this is how angry I was. I just put I, two minutes later. I hope no one renews their season tickets. <laughs> I love this comment from Matt Salmons. My dad has left the room. <laughs> he wouldn't that, be that, the only that's one. It. That's it. And it didn't take me that long. And I literally just were. It, it was the point where if you were watching the game on iFollow, then you'll have got to a point between goals two and three, where the cameraman just decided that there wasn't anything of interest to watch on the pitch. And instead, he'll zoom in on the Imperial Cars advert hoard, you know, advertising hoarding on the South Stand for a little while. And everybody starts going, oh, Imperial Cars. It zooms in a little bit further and, and Adam just simply put, oh, Imperial. Um, a few people asking what's going off. I'm getting really angry and I literally just type, I'm off everyone. I can't control my anger, so it's best I pop my phone down. Bye. <laughs> that was it. I was fuming. And I just I just thought to myself, how is this going so badly? I mean, don't get me wrong, Jonathan Hillier called it, didn't he, in the predictions earlier on in the day and said he just got it as this was the day we were going to go down. And he was bang on. All that positivity that, that I tried to have all the way through the week. And it literally went to pot within, what, 20 minutes? That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I got Neil. I got drawn into the... <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people, actually, we got drawn into the comeback at Gillingham 
and that kind of took us through and thought, oh, you know, actually, clowns, can... yeah, jokers, aren't we? <laughs> it's so um, disappointing. It, is it? I don't get me wrong. I know that we well, look. I, I was. I mean, this is the thing, right? So I'm not really massively angry or annoyed that we've been relegated because, in essence, we have known that we were going down since about September. So it's it's one of those, isn't it, where actually it's not, it doesn't hurt that much because it's been so drawn out over the last few weeks. What hurt and what was what I was angry about was just the lack of fight there seemed to be on the pitch during the game. I don't think Blackpool were particularly brilliant. Yes, okay, they took their three gifted chances um, that were given to them, but I don't think that they were like a class above anything else we've seen this season. And we just... Blackpool, I mean. I I don't think they were any better than like Hull or, you know, anybody else. I don't think that they were the kind of team that you look at and you just go, do you know what? They're just just absolutely brilliant. There's, you know, there's no... I, I looked at it and just went, they weren't brilliant. They weren't that good, and yet we just basically kept going. No, you you just have it. Yeah, but we're not very good. I know we're not very good, but there's certain things, and like the fact that I don't think we. You you could turn around and go right. He did Brady. This is I'm talking about. You could turn around and say he did go for it at that point where he put on. um, You know, well, what did he do? Was it half time? Um, he took Alex Jones off, didn't he? Both Edmondson and Danny Rose came on at half time for the second half. And did he take off, took off Alex Mc- Jones and McWaza? Yeah. What are you taking Sean McWilliams off for? I'm not being funny, but in that midfield, he's the only one that is actually, I, I say this, trying to win the ball back. I don't mean that he's the only one trying. But out of Watson, McWilliams and Morris, who's the ball winning midfielder? Mm-hmm. Why are you taking him off for? It's just a massive hole that's been left. It's like football manager, isn't it? When you you don't know what to do, you got no, you got nothing else in your in your back pocket, so you just shovel your strikers on and see what happens, and just lump it forward to them as your tactic. Um, but it just left us with a massive, massive hole, and it was. It, <laughs> I think if we'd have scored, <laughs> if we'd have scored, it might have gone a bit differently, but we were never going to. It was just so bad. Like, we even looked like scoring, did we? For no, a must, a must win, no. do or die battle. Yeah, you think like would be. Did we have a shot? Can yeah, anyone remember a did. shot? We had that. We had <laughs> a, a sort of a grass cutter in the first half. I can't remember right. who it was. Which the one the one that Hoskins struggled with, but their keeper was very comfortable with. Um, the one that Hoskins got deflection off and it looped, oh, it looped up. Does that count? Mm, <laughs> <high level. laughs> um, but yeah, we said didn't we on WhatsApp? I think we said you'd expect us to be going at it like hammer and tongs and like come out flying and there was none of that it was just like meek and like we it mm. kind of accepted our our fate anyway and uh you know you can't blame Brady I think I think most of it's on the players but um it was not fun to watch in any oh, way God, shape or form and it was it was one of those games where if there had been a crowd they would have got absolutely hammered. Mm-hmm. Do you have... think, though? I actually think people had had we been in all season, obviously, and that was what the last game, you know, the last home game of the season, and we play like that. I think, I think six would have been empty by full time. 
I think the majority of people would have voted with their feet rather no. than just going apoplectic about it. They'd have just left. That's probably what I would have done is rather than get angry and start hurling, you know, booze and, you know, you know, fit to wear the shirt chants and that sort of stuff. I think I'd have just left because of how much or how bad it's been for the whole season. No, I, I I think you're right. I think by yeah by full time there would have been, but I think up until that there would have been chance mm. of you're not fit to wear the shirts. I think Mitchell would have had his own song. I would have started it. Um, Is this the same as the uh, the one that the Barmy Army sing at the cricket that you've enjoyed he, singing to us over the last he, week? He kicks to the left. He kicks to the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> um, his kicking wasn't that bad actually on Saturday. Just it fucking just was. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Still, I'm not having this. Every time, every like there was numerous times where we'd pass it back to him for him to boot it, and then he'd just boot it out. Like, you I know what? You're right. Yeah, you're he, right. Like you, you could see, like horseful, <laughs> like one time he just booted out. He just turned around to him, his arms out, and said, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you know what yeah. it is with him as well, and I don't want to jump on him too much, um, but. So when he kicks you if you jump at him. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when he kicks it and it goes out, he doesn't seem to be that fussed about it. He's just like, oh, all right, there's another one gone. And like, no one seems to be fussed about it. No one seems to have a go at him for it or like scream at him for it. It's and it's like a, a they're meek and mild. That's what it is. But it's, it's, it's stupid. It's like you'd be screaming at him. Just kick it straight. Just like uh, if it's not working, just try, aim for the other side. And then maybe it'll go in the middle or something. Oh, I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I think that's the problem. I just he's not good enough, and and no, that aspect the of the best game thing. is not good enough. The best thing about him is that he's on loan, isn't it? So yeah, you know, isn't it? It's it's embarrassing to, to be talking about a professional footballer who can't kick the ball straight. Yeah, like yeah. that. But he's not like, the only one either. It's not. It's not. No, I know he's not the only one. That's yeah. done things wrong, or is who hasn't been good enough. It's the theme of the whole season. Like we've had yeah. these moments of the the Portsmouths and the the odd win at home where we've thought, you know, we're we're getting back on track. But it, at the end of the day, we've we keep repeating ourselves in here that we're not good enough. That quality right. wise, we're not good enough. We're we're shite. none of them. By like, the way, none of no. them. Are good I was I was watching them all come off at the end because I'm a sadistic man like that, <laughs> <laughs> and like. I'm just looking at him like, I don't care if any of you go. Like, even players like Mawazo and Watson that potentially can be decent yeah, in League Two, I'm just yeah. like, I, I'm like, but that's how I was feeling at the time. It's probably like pragmatically, you do need to keep some of them, but I just didn't care. Like, I don't care at all about this group of players. And like, because they've made me so annoyed so many times this season, like time and again, that like, they've made me pissed off with them because they're not good enough. I, I I agree. I would still agree. I wouldn't keep any of them. I don't think there's one one player in that. Like you wouldn't squad. be sad to see any of them go, would you? Like, no, if, I mean, if, McWilliams if, if, maybe you'd think actually worth keeping hold of. That'd be. I think worth keeping. In, in, in fairness, because we'll be able to make some money out of him at some point. Potentially, yeah. And, and the fact that he's come through our system and he's one ones that you think oh, I'd like to try and keep hold of him. Outside of that, I'm not sure. To be honest, I don't. I don't think there's anyone I'd want to keep. Even, I'd, I'd agree with you. Even Chuck, yeah. like we haven't seen enough of him. I mean, obviously yeah. his art's not in it. The club, obviously, for whatever reason, don't see that much in him because they've not bothered playing him much. So even Chuck, I, like, it would be nice again because he's come through our youth system and stuff. But there's obviously something under playing under the radar a little bit. There's something going on, isn't there? So yeah. I don't know, who else would you keep? I mean, actually, I'd, I'd keep you, Neil. I'd keep Harriman probably just because I think 
great clubman is a yeah he's a professional isn't he like he he makes the odd mistake but you never can complain about him in terms of quality as such no he's he's got something about him that actually means he's he's doing a professional job and he's doing a good solid job which great guy as well great guy Great guy, good-looking guy. <laughs> Sexy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, let's make him captain. Yeah, why not? He'll be the only one left anyway, probably. He comes back in after pre-season, there's no one else there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Michael, there's no one left. But the type of guy he is, he'd roll his sleeves up. He'd, he'd, go, right, he'd, get, in, go. he'd get right in. Right, come on, then, I'll take you all on. <laughs> I do. I do. I, 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 I do look at this and think it was. I'm sure in. I'm sure probably next week we'll do this rather than than now. But um, uh, you know, we'll look at the retained list properly, um, or, or the players that are actually under contract for next season, and and those that are just going to be leaving. I mean, I, I don't think there is anybody that would be out of contract that any of us would say, yeah, yeah, keep him. I think it does need to be a clean sweep. But that that brings me on slightly. Um, to an email that we received. Um, this Ooh. is from one of our patrons, Melbourne Cobbler. Um, so he sent this on Sunday. So he said, uh, yesterday was always on the cards once it became apparent that the season was going to be played out in full. When you think back to last season, fans were shut out and the league was then suspended. Once the second wave hit, it was reasonable to assume this action would be repeated by the government. Given that Kelvin Thomas, David Bauer are in for three million pounds this season, to go gung ho and put up an even bigger budget on that basis would have taken balls of steel and a backbone of tungsten. If the season had been suspended and didn't get completed, they would have been gutted to have blown even more money. What gives me the hump is that other clubs were, by my reckoning, far too cavalier and reckless, yet were rewarded for that recklessness by being more competitive than us without consequence once the bailout materialised. We did the right thing by being cautious and have been kicked in the balls for it as a result. All seems very unfair to me. Perhaps it's just sour grapes because we have sunk like a stone. I mean, what are we putting it down to, guys? Would you do that? I mean, obviously, I suppose in a way, as much as you can, of course, blame Keith Curl. He was the manager, you know, in charge for more than half the season. But you can't really do anything to him. He's already been sacked. No, uh, I'd blame Danny, I think, for this season. (laughs) Any particular reason why? Is uh, it the beard? Is it the beard? It's the beard. Mm, it's so. the beard. Yeah. It's the beard. It's, it's since he's gone to Bristol, things have, have taken a, <laughs> taken a turn downhill for cobblers. Hang on, when did you go to Br- when did you move to Bristol, Danny? Um, July, something like that. Oh, oh yeah, well, a few days before Charlie Good left. To be fair, so. see, there you go. <laughs> oh, was it yeah. was it after the playoffs? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was after the playoffs. Yeah, yeah see. He- since Danny's left the Shire, that's it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Danny's fault. Things yeah, have yeah. took a dramatic nosedive. But <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would. I, I fans need someone to blame. Fans, fans need somewhere to direct their anger. Right. Um, I actually don't know why John Brady, Mark Richards, and Ian Sampson get such a clean pass. I know they picked up a horrible situation, and I'm not saying that they they are solely at fault. But they, in my opinion, anyway, they've they've shown enough over their, their games in charge so that they, they shouldn't get the job permanently, I don't think. I think they've made too many mistakes in terms of tactics and personnel choices and substitutions, which I haven't seen enough to warrant giving it them 
the job on a permanent basis and I don't buy into the argument that well they all love Northampton and they're so passionate about the club we should go down that route I love Northampton and I'm passionate about the club but I shouldn't be the manager so it I don't get I that I mean they've got a lot more experience than me I'm not comparing them to me but I just don't get that passionate argument um I think there is an element of blame on the club's owners uh but I think it I think personally that comes back to the fact they just haven't got the capital and they haven't got the money. So you can blame them because we haven't been competitive this season at all, really, have we? We've been we've been punching above our weight and trying. I don't doubt that. And we've been trying to do things. But in terms of money and how we've... The squad we've put together, let's be honest, it was a League 2 squad at best. Um, it was pretty clear that the money wasn't available when, you know, we couldn't keep Jordan Turnbull. We... We chose not to keep Vidane Oliver, or I'm pretty sure that we decided that we could get better value. Um, and then we brought in Joe Nuttall. Um, <laughs> so, uh, season, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I just think I think you can blame the owners essentially a little bit, but I think what you're blaming them for, I, I don't buy into the whole it's their fault that we haven't got a five year philosophy and a five year plan. And if we had that, we'd, we would have stayed up. That's, that's bollocks. I think there's two separate things there i think there's there is an issue with the makeup of the club and and you know the the future and what that looks like but the issue i think i purely think the issue this season was a money thing we didn't have enough money to pay the players that we needed to get to stay up in league one um so yeah you can blame the the owners for that but essentially they can only they haven't got the money then they can't provide it right so i don't know i think it's very easy to to sit there and say well kelvin thomas doesn't care or whatever um i think that's a bit bit unfair I think you're right when I look at it I, I the the passionate side of me goes if you're going to own a f- football club then you've got to be prepared to you know pay some money and, and spend money I should say on getting players that are good enough for you know ambitions that you might have I mean I you know I do see the point that, that some people have which is that surely if you spend the money you'll be rewarded by having another season in League One, hopefully this time, where fans can come to the games and then you can reap the rewards of having all these big followings that that support clubs like Portsmouth and Sunderland potentially coming and spending their money on a matchday ticket at Sixfields. Um, I, I do understand and I do see that. I just, at the same time, you look at it and, and, and the other thing as well with it is the fact that, you know, we had a cup run last season, we sold a player for allegedly one and a half million quid. Granted, maybe not all of that money comes in at one time. But, you know, surely you spend some of that money and you put some of that money back into the into the playing budget to, to at least try and stay up. So that, that's, that's I, I think that's where you can level level the your anger at them is where's that money gone? I guess in running costs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, mo- the money is where it, you know, it will have gone into, you know, the the bottom line of the club. Essentially, it'll have gone to reduce some of that debt, probably, or which, at least which, to. But that then brings you in get any further. You know, do you know what I mean? At least it will mean that the debt hopefully won't be much more than what it is at the moment. But then that that brings into the other question of the the makeup of the club and 
having a bit of a deep dive into how it all works and, and that sort of stuff. Because if that's the situation, we're never going to get out of that situation because it's going to be a vicious cycle. Um, we're never going to be sustainable in League One or or in Championship. So it's it's always going to be the same. So, you know, and, and if, if we... Any bit of money. So, so I know you mentioned earlier that we might be able to get something from McWilliams at some point. So say he has another stays this this coming season, has a great season, end up selling him for, I don't know, 500 grand to Peterborough. Um, and that 500 grand, unfortunately, we're not going to invest that in players or, or, or anything like that because we need that to survive. That's the problem. Whereas if you look at some other clubs... You know, like and I know, I know we use Peterborough as an example quite a lot, but they sell someone for one point five million. They're going to go out and buy someone. They're going to go out. They did it with they sold Ivan Tony, right? And then they they went out and sold Clark Harris. Sold yeah, but hang on. Them. Yeah, but hang on. But how much did they sell Ivan for? It was about ten million, wasn't it? Well, no, I know, but that they, they, you know, they've speculated to accumulate. That's that's the one thing which frustrates me. I think with with the cobblers is is we don't ever really speculate to accumulate and I don't Well how have they speculated to accumulate with on that Ivan Tr- Tony transfer deal? Because they they bought him from Newcastle, didn't they? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, fine. With that one, I th- sorry, I thought you were going to talk about how they then went out and bought um Clark Harris from Bristol Rovers, but I but, but was, that's my, what my, they... but yeah, my no. argument there was going to be that right, well they sold Tony for ten million quid and then paid what, maybe half a million, seven hundred and fifty thousand for, for Clark Harris. Yeah, but they didn't it's... just sign him, did they? They signed that that Schmodix, didn't they? They signed a few. Yeah, you, I guess the point is they they reinvest that money. Not all of it, obviously. They they will take some, and that's that's pretty understandable. But they reinvest that money into the playing budget. We sold Charlie Goo for one point five million. Where did that go on on the playing budget? Who did we get for that? We got Fraser Horsfall from Macclesfield Town, who was out of contract. That was a free transfer. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've signed four people on undisclosed fees this summer, this season, um, like Corboa, which would have been minimal, I think. Yeah. Um, Ashley Seal, obviously, <laughs> one point three million. Um, <laughs> Sowerby and uh, and then Danny Rose, uh, they're the ones we paid money for. Um, but and it comes back to the recruitment for me because it and that's that's the major failing of this this season has been the recruitment last summer and during the season it's just not been good enough. We haven't got good enough players. Um, like you look down the list, like Christopher Misselu, basically <laughs> been relegated twice. <laughs> In one season, <laughs> yes, <hasn't he? laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, like Mills. Yeah, we'll come on to him later, probably. Uh, How, <laughs> the one uh, thing you're saying about about recruitment is it's Simon Tracy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was a goalkeeper, by the way. <laughs> uh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, Sheffield United, wasn't it? Sheffield United. Yeah. yeah. How on earth he yeah. gave the okay to recruit Mitchell? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like, again, it's not just Mitchell, it's all of it. Like, Bolger didn't finish the season. He was a nightmare. Um, it was, we had, like, Horsfall, you could say, has improved. Probably one of the ones that has improved. Corbeau, we've not seen much of. Ashley Seal just disappeared into thin air. Sowerby is not great, I don't think. Like, even Danny Rose came with a lot of fanfare, hasn't done that much for what he could do. Uh, Sheehan, just limping everywhere. Didn't get on much. Ricky Holmes has finished the season relegated from League Two. Um, again, after we had a massive fanfare and an emergency podcast for him because we got excited. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Jones has done all right. Alex Jones, not great. Rakic, remember him? Went back both <laughs> before he'd even got started. Joe Nuttall didn't even play. It's, the list goes on. Morris, not good enough. Miller, not even that good. It's just Rakic. Like, Rakic, just... 
that's where that 1.5 million went. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like a constant stream of not being good enough recruitment wise. And like, you can say you can have all the money you want, like you can get 1.5 in for Charlie Cooley. It's how you reinvest it and who you reinvest it on. And we haven't invested it on the right players. And that's a major part of it. That It's not just let's go and spend that money. It's what we do with it. And like Wigan started the season with nine players, didn't they? Pretty much. Like they limped through the first half of the season on youngsters and and still stayed up above us. Like how has that been able to happen? Because you've got good management and good people in charge of recruitment to bring in the right players and, and sell the club to them. Like we haven't done that throughout the season. Can I just argue one thing? Go on. I would actually. It's not an argument. It's a. It's a complete agreement. I agree with everything you said, Dan. <laughs> it's um, not an argument at all. Then no, it's not an argument. <laughs> it's a point I just wanted to make that okay. that's been a problem ever since I've known. And, and followed the cobblers, the the reinvestment side of things, and the mm-hmm. recruitment has generally been a problem. All I've known since all my time following the cobblers is sort of, we've had these sort of conversations before, back not on the podcast obviously because we weren't doing it, but as as a fan base we've had these conversations before back when Gary Johnson was bringing in the likes of Baz Savage and stuff. <laughs> um, there's there's been it goes round and round and. I remember, I can't remember who, who, whoever it was. Was it Graham Potter that we, we brought in on loan at one point? He played 45 minutes and then he got took Bright, off. Current Brighton manager, Graham Current Potter. Brighton manager, yeah. He got, I think it was Preston away, I think it was, or something like that. And mm. and even then, it was like, well, what's going on with this? But like, who signs off? So I, I just, for whatever reason, I think that's always been a problem. It, it shines out more at the moment for obvious reasons, but I think we've always had that problem. Yeah, but but when does it? When do we need to stop and actually take a look at it and like, now. not say, "Oh, it's always happened." Blah blah blah. It, it needs to change now. Like this is the this is the time where we, like we can't just keep doing this cycle. It's so frustrating because I sat here last summer saying, like, "Oh, this will be different this time." You know, like trying to persuade you, I think Neil, that it, we're not going to go straight back down again because yeah, you know, Keith Curl will be the biggest signing we can make and all this kind of thing. And I've just been shot in the teeth again and just just uh, it's so ridiculous that we just keep doing it time and again like some that the manager goes we replace him with not a good enough manager the player goes the star player goes we repla- replace him with nothing like uh, if they thought Luka Rakic was a good replacement for Charlie Coote <laughs> what what is going on in the heads it's just it's so frustrating that we just keep coming back to this point and we're down again because of shoddy recruitment across the board it's like this has got to be the point where the chairman and the board or whoever's making these decisions stop and think like, what do we need to do to start off to, to just get it all out, start again, but keep a policy in place at the time again, when we go up, if we go up, when we go up, what are we doing? What are we doing? If Charlie Good leaves, what are we doing? If a manager leaves, think about it sooner and get it done because it's just so frustrating as fans to sit here again on the back of another season where we've been piss poor and we've just gone and we go, oh, okay, it'll happen again. And, and when we go up, do we then think, oh, no, we're not going to celebrate this promotion too much because we'll be back here in 12 months again. But we need something to believe in. It's And it's it's got to the point now where it's just getting so frustrating because you want to you want, you think of that Wembley performance last, last summer. You want to remember that and have all the joy that came with it. But you feel like you can't now because it's just been so tainted by this load of shite that's followed it. I mean, one thing that I will say is that I, I can't believe that the football club don't think in that way in terms of what happens if this happens, you know, what happens if we sell Charlie Good and blah, blah, blah. I think you go back to saying that we haven't replaced the players with 
equal or better quality players that we let go in the summer. Well, that's got to also come down to the size of the budget. I mean, you can't. No, but it's not though, because it's who. It's because Wigan had a poor budget, didn't they? Like Wigan didn't have a budget, surely. And they managed it somehow. Like, it's. it's it's but I, I think that they still probably had a bigger budget than we did because they're a, <laughs> they're a much bigger club than us. I, I do understand what I understand what you mean. They were in trouble financially and all this that and the other, but they'd already got players that were in the championship the previous season. They'd already got players that were you know able to perform as they eventually showed that they could do with a few of other additions and a and a manager that that was given a permanent deal. I just you know you can only buy you know what or you can only get quality up to the point that you can afford to spend the money of do you know what i mean it's that whole yeah, thing but, of you get what you pay for yeah well, but if, surely if you've only work. got 50p then you're not going to be able to go and get a maserati <laughs> if you've only got 50p you go and see lil on the market square <laughs> not again <laughs> um, but it's like i'm sure there's better there's got to be better for what we've for the money we've got coming in surely oh, surely, oh, yeah, surely yeah, look, there's got to be better yeah, i'm not i'm not, I'm not having doubt. that but how's Owen Doyle gone to Bolton in League Two, for example? Because they've paid him a lot of money. Yeah, but we surely. But uh, for it's what even we paid it's, it's even the money thing. Like even right, even like you are right to a point. I think Charles, you get what you pay for essentially, and and that is, I think that's especially true in the lower leagues. I don't actually don't think it's that difficult to get out of League Two. Really, if you spend a bit of money, look at Salford, yeah. like. You know, it, it, you spend a bit of money, get the right makeup, you get out of League Two relatively easily. Um, Eight but it is about. Well, yeah, but no, they'll make it. They'll, they'll make the playoffs, wouldn't they? Um, Will they? Yeah, I think so. Um, and and ninth, e- sorry, two every points other time, the game to go. Yeah, yeah they'll make it. Um, every <laughs> <laughs> thought they were higher than that. Um, <laughs> I love the way that they've got loads of money, but they're ninth in League Two, and Google still doesn't have their official club crest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think like every other time we've been promoted from from League Two it, under the Calderwood era. Took us a couple of seasons, but we spent a bit of money, didn't we? And we were one of the better teams. Um, Did we spend and- that much money under Wilson and Atkins before him? Uh, I, I think, think Calderwood is the only time that we've actually had money, so to speak. And no, that was I, because I would disagree. Moses I, I, came in and spent loads of money. I would disagree. I think under under Chris Wilder, we spent a bit of money. It went under the radar a little bit. We didn't noticeably spend a bit of money in terms of we didn't go out and by Josh Lowe for 165 grand and we didn't go but we gave three year contracts didn't we to Rico and and, yeah do do you know what I mean like yeah um, but actually the the recruitment there what we did is you know I think what Chris Wilder was pretty open and honest about it at the time was you know we're looking for players from the leagues above because that's where we want to get to um Mm. and that's what we went out and did whereas if you think about everybody that we signed pretty much in the summer they all came from league two (laughs) Apart from Bolger, much. wasn't it? Bolger, Bolger was the only... But he weren't getting in for Lincoln one. anyway, was he? So. Well, no. But, I mean, he'd played for League One or League One clubs, hadn't yeah. he, for the past couple of seasons in in, in Lincoln and Fleetwood, etc. I don't think football recruitment is that complicated. I actually think fans get a lot of stick by by clubs a lot of the time. of And by pundits, actually. Like, fans don't know anything. I actually think fans, a lot of the time, are the best people to gauge the opinion of a player because they watch them the most. And... I, I genuinely, whenever we sign a player, I, in fact, I think the only time I can actually think of where the opposition fan base has been wrong about that player is Ricky Holmes when we signed him from Portsmouth. Mm. Outside of that, it's generally been bang on. 
because they see them and, and they, they give a true evaluation. It's, I just think. A bit like we, when you went on that Ipswich podcast and talked about David Cordell. <laughs> <at the side. laughs> well, I was right. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. I think, you know, look, buy, buy cheap, what's going to happen? You buy, and this is by no means a, an attack on Horsfall, but you buy a centre-back from Macclesfield who almost dropped out of League 2 expecting to keep you in League 1. You buy a uh, attacking player from, who was it? Where did Corboa come from? Car Shelton. Car Shelton mm-hmm. and expecting him to be your creative spark in League 1. You buy, who else did we buy? Joe uh, Nuttall. Joe Nuttall. Who, no, that was a, that was a loan. Don't, sorry, don't, a go, loan. don't yeah. go on a buy thing with that. Keen yeah, Bolger. Keen Bolger. The Lincoln fans were pretty happy about that. Yeah. Um, I, about I just, him leaving. Mitchell. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot, of, yeah. a lot of noise about Mitchell being, how on earth is he still a football footballer? He shouldn't be in goal from other fans and stuff. And it's, it's that sort of thing. You can get, even if you're looking to do it on the cheap, which we obviously were looking to do, you can get some some good deals and stuff. But it's that decision, like. And I think at- as well, actually, to back your point up there, Neil, is that Fra- although although he had a bit of a dodgy start, Fraser Horsfall got better and grew into it as the season went. Absolutely, and he was cheap, and he would have been. You know, he was. Was he the player that Keith Curl said that he hoped would be the next Charlie Good? I. Yeah. I.e. would be yeah. the one that we we brought in for not very much or if anything, and then hopefully he improved, we improved yeah. him and then he got a big money move. Yeah, and I would argue with Fraser Horsfall, by the way, he no no club in League League One at the minute is going to be thinking, I'll tell you what, we'll take Fraser Horsfall off Northampton. If we were still in League Two this season, he'd have been a decent enough solid sign-in and you could understand it, but we weren't. We were in League One. Mm. So it, it felt almost like we were prepping, ready for League Two again, when actually we're in League mm. One. Like even Danny Rose, like I know, he's a League scored, Two striker. He is. He's he's a he's he's a League Two striker. He's he's not he's not good enough to play in League One. He's 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 good enough to be a a nuisance and a, a player for League Two, but he's not a League One striker. You need you need that extra step up of quality, and he's he's not good enough. And I, I just think Harry. Smith, I think the one thing that I've seen all season is whenever we play, or the vast majority of teams that we've played this season, you can see that they are a step up in quality. 100%. The way that they fizz the ball around the park, the way that their movement off the ball is just a better quality. The amount of games that I've watched this season where we have just basically been chasing shadows and it's been about, you know, been down to the fact that essentially other teams are just, they're just, just technically better. They're full of players that have a really good first touch, you know, who don't, you know, take one touch and then find it, skimming off their shin and, and and things like that and even when they do have a bad touch they manage to have a bad touch that keeps it away from danger and okay they might have to take a couple of but it goes into space rather than towards one of our players that doesn't happen with us you know because I don't think we are technically good enough we are as you say we were a league two squad trying to fight and punch our you know way through a, a season in league one and I don't think we ever had any players of any actual League One quality, you could uh, maybe maybe the one player that I would say is potentially League One quality is Mikel Miller. Wrong, I, I think he was kind of the right player in the wrong season, if that makes sense, because he's not a battler. He no. doesn't track back. He doesn't. He's not gonna. He's not good for a, a relegation threatened side. Basically, he's 
but you look at his control of the football and how it seems to stick to his feet. I don't know. He, I think w- with that side of it, he is a technically better you know, player with the ball than anybody else we've got. But he wasn't good enough to actually be able to create loads of chances. He wasn't able to, you know, be the talisman, if you like, that would carry us through. Maybe Alex Jones is a bit like that, you know, in terms of he's he's better quality in terms of what we've got at the moment. But A, he's not played for 18 months, is it, before with injuries? So he's coming time, back yeah. from that. Um, and, and B, you know, he's feeding off scraps. I mean, it doesn't help that he falls over or he is flipping... <laughs> you know, higher than Ash Taylor's penalties. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, 18 months out of the game, you're not going to be, you're going to be a little bit rusty, aren't you? And I mean, it's it's terrible misses and stuff. I'd, I'd quite happily keep Alex Jones, but I mean, it won't happen, I don't think. I think somebody else in League One will will probably take a punt on him. Um, yeah, probably Cheltenham now. Someone that's gone up. Oh, don't talk. Do you know what? That's really hacked me off that Cheltenham have gone up. Why? Not not because not because I don't like Cheltenham or anything like that. Andy Williams. There's another player we decided wasn't good enough for us. And I mean, yeah. okay, yes, he probably is only a League Two quality striker, but he was our top goal scorer the year before last. Curl just didn't like him, did he? Just That's didn't he, ever want to play him because he had a bit of quality about him. <laughs> yeah, and then he's got, look at but he's got that thing of like you can see him scoring. Can't yeah, you? like yeah. if he's got yeah. if he's if he's got that. The Alex Jones chances, for example, he'd stick it away. If he's got like half a chance of the area, he might put it away. And he's got that that little bit of experience and quality that we probably could have done with. And I, I would argue as well, history history tells us that he scores goals, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it. Don't get me wrong, he might not have done it and cut it in League One, but and, and I mean, it was clearly, uh, you know, I, I'm sort of saying, oh, we shouldn't have let him go. He was always going to get let go at the end of his contract because he wasn't a Keith Curl player. So it was never going to be a case, despite him scoring at Wembley. He <laughs> was never, he was never going to be <laughs> offered a contract. So, uh, but but it is things like that. You look at it and you just go, for goodness sake. I mean, the, the one thing that I would say with Chelsea, everyone always bangs on and brings up play, uh, sorry, clubs like Peterborough, like MK Dons, like you know all the other clubs that are around us that are supposed progressive cl- football clubs compared to us. Cheltenham Town, how long's Michael Duff been in charge for? He's really built a team and they've always been up and around sort of looking at promotion for the last two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Now they've finally done it by going, have they won the league or at least the, yeah, they're the in, league. yeah, they've won the league. So therefore they've got, a, they've almost done what we did back in the Calderwood days. You know, they've had a manager for two or three seasons. I suppose you could argue Chris Wilder, Wilder days as well. They've had a manager, the same manager for two or three seasons, <clears throat> who has built a team or built a squad and added to that squad every single season. Last season, what did we do? We ripped it up and started again. Of course we did. But also they've let uh, Ryan Broom go in the summer and and, uh, and Mm -hmm. carried on. Yeah. Um, 10th of September, 2018, he's been there since. Yeah. I said last season during the playoffs, I said to some of their fans on Twitter that they were kind of congratulating us and stuff. I said, like, there's no doubt that, that you're going to be up there again because of the way that I see you playing and the way that the manager's got, got you. Like, there was no doubt in my mind because of how League Two is. Like, that was always going to happen, I think, if they kept the players together. And, like, yeah, he's got that, that thing about him as a young manager, an up-and-coming manager, that you just think he's going to keep them all together and and do the right thing. Like, Matty Blair, they've got there as well. 
<laughs> like people are like, like he's, it's replacing them with the right players and yeah it'll be interesting to see how they get on next season for sure um mm. look i want to um i want to finish on a bit of a, a bit of fun for Ooh. the end name that bench um no, not quite that much fun, I'm afraid, Danny. Sorry. Um, just before we do, I just want to talk about uh, our Patreon. It is there still. You can pay as well. £2 a month will get you started, and it will get you access to the Slack channel community, which, and I quote from Leeds United fan Mike Fuller, has made this season as good as it can be. Despite the results, I've enjoyed the chat, the virtual company, and genuinely feel I've made some friends over tough times. Match days have been fun because of this. So if you would like to come and grab yourself a seat and uh, have a taste of that action, then head over to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me as i said from as little as two pounds a month you can support the podcast because although it is free for you to all listen to it's not free to make and it does take a lot of time uh, especially when you're getting neil to hold his microphone properly (laughs) yes i want to finish on something a little bit of positivity so rich newhurst in the slack said uh, i'm looking at our opponents for next season guys there's some i'm looking forward to already carlisle and barrow both obvious contenders for lake district weekends away mm-hmm. um, and although they're not confirmed torquay is an obvious great trip but what trips are the podcast team looking forward to <laughs> next season are there any Slightly more obscure ones. <laughs> done with a bit of a trip after Saturday. Um, <laughs> Acid. Who's coming up from the conference? Gary Johnson's Torquay at the moment. Could I think Tor- uh, Sutton United have got a game in hand? I think. Win it. Win it with old uh, what's his face in charge. The one we're after. Great. I. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a trip to Scunthorpe and holding Kevin Van Veen Day. Oh yeah. yes, please yeah. love it. It's like new places like Barrow, though, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. So with Jabo, though, if he stays there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harrogate and Barrow. Oh, Harrogate, um, yeah. Yeah, it's the ones that we've not been to, I guess. The others yeah. have not particularly excited me much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just looking through the list, it's, it's dire, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's dog shit. I think, I think the ones that I possibly... <laughs> Like the ones that I look forward to are the ones that are you know fairly easy for me to get to. So you're talking, uh, you know, and this is as long as uh, teams don't go up or down uh, at this stage. Um, Tranmere, they're fairly easy to get to for me. Um, Salford, only an Uber away, of course. Well, they'll, they'll, uh, Charles, they'll be in League One, mate. They're going to win the playoffs. So. <laughs> okay, all right, mate. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Port Vale <laughs> is a fairly simple game oh, for me. No, no, oh, you can't go to. You can't suggest going to Burnley as one to look forward to. <laughs> well, it's close. It's close. Keith you know. tells Oldham, Charles. Keith tells Oldham. Oldham. Yeah, oh, yeah, Oldham away. Yeah, That'll always, be a Tuesday uh, night, won't it? Yeah, yeah. probably. Carlisle, Walsall. Um, Walsall is a nice one. Walsall's yeah. all right. Yeah, get the train Walsall's up. All right. Have a for few, you guys, yeah. Have a few beers. Yeah. When you're saying Walsall's all right, then you know you're... you're not well, I mean, as an away day. Clutching at straws, Well, we've lost... I can't wait to get it more. Well, hold on. So go this is... Oh, more, here we go. Well, no, Neil, Neil, we know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going exactly where you're going with this. Ideally, we want them to stay down, I think. Then we can just nick Derek Adams off them. The Derek Adams train is steaming into the station. Hey, there was a national journalist that... Oh. Said Northampton are sniffing around Derek Adams earlier oh. today. So <laughs> let me tell you, he need a lappy change. That, that <laughs> train is sniffing around Morecambe. If I were you, that train is choo chooing. Oh. Let me tell you, it's on his way. Choo-choo. 
but also Cambridge are second, aren't they? Um, they so are, yeah. ideally, what do we want to happen? Newport to, to jump somehow. No, they can't. They? <laughs> I, su- I suppose, I mean, I don't really want Shit. this because I'd rather have, I'd like to have an away day at Bolton. But I suppose for that, you'd, you'd want Bolton to go up second in second and then Cambridge to lose out in the playoffs. Oh, it's, no, top it's top three. Oh, it is top three, yeah. isn't it? So at the minute, let's let's have oh. a look at it. So Cheltenham have gone up their first. Cambridge yeah. are second. They're two points clear of Morecambe in fourth. So they'll probably go up. Bolton are third. They're a point clear of Morecambe. Um, and that's that's quite the interesting. only. So it's Cambridge, Bolton, and Morecambe. Two out of three go up. The other ones in the playoffs. Who's? Uh, I'm going to look at the final day fixtures actually because. Yeah. Fixture. Yeah. Morecambe have got Bradford at home. Cambridge, oh, Cambridge are flying. They've got Grimsby at home. Grimsby, yeah. Oh. <laughs> have got, um, who have they got? Crawley Ashley, away. Oh, Ashley Hoskins, Crawley away. Ashley Hoskins. Oh. He'll be back. He'll be back next season, will he? It could you know, be worse, are, couldn't it? You know, will he? It could be, oh, could be I don't know. Fans. I don't know if it could be. Well, yeah, or South End yeah. fans. I mean, they might not yeah. have a football club. Poor suppose. old Ricky and poor old Alan McCormick. Okay? <laughs> Some people on this podcast wanted both of those to stay. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's a shame she's not here to defend herself. Have you missed a clash of the Titans? Like Alan McCormack would have come up against Jabo at some point this season. He would have done. Oh, well, you say that. I would assume Alan McCormack would have probably been injured. I don't think Alan McCormack's played, does he? You know. Well, do we want to mention the 3 0 win today, Charles? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, positive ending to this week's podcast. At least somebody can beat Flipping Posh. NTFC women thrash them. 3-0 in the latest Trevor Clifton Trophy game. Um, I'm afraid I don't have any more information for you other than that. Um, no goal scorers have been reported as such via the uh, the official website. But I do know that we beat them 3-0. Yes. So going to win it. Put Can that in your pipe and smoke it, yeah. you bunch of <laughs> poshies. I'm going to win that trophy. TCT's coming home. <laughs> Mambo number five playing on the bus on the way. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? That would be brilliant. Um, well, look, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks to Danny and to Neil. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. Do check out cobblers2me.com for loads of additional content. Check Danny it. and I check will it. be back on Friday with the last preview show of the season. Hey, thank. just before you listening. go, Charles, oh. what? Oh what? Yeah. What? When do the Euros start? Oh, the Euros. Well, should we should we tease that there might be a special announcement in the next couple of weeks? So Could don't be. go Could anywhere. Be. I believe it starts. I believe the opening game might well be the 11th of June between Turkey mm. and Italy. Oh, what a clash that oh, is! That doesn't that doesn't give me very long to get ready. No, <laughs> no. It's just when I saw it was 11th of June, I was like, "Whoa, we better start getting ready for this." <laughs> yes, you know, uh, so stay tuned. Eurovision when's that that's coming up soon a couple of weeks time I think are we sending Billy Waters I'm googling it (laughs) we're sending Billy Waters (laughs) Uh, well while Neil goes and finds out when Eurovision starts um, 22nd of May thanks very much for listening (laughs) stay tuned for an exciting announcement in the future regarding the Euros Um, it's it's not a song I'm afraid (laughs) (laughs) that's why mum's gone that's why mum's gone to Iceland thanks for listening goodbye there's the cup 
There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Spain. Uh, bollocks. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.